This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, my name's Phil, this is Leicester Fan TV, it's Monday night, it's 7.30 and we've got quite an exciting show for you tonight. We want to get your views in, your comments in, we're joined by Leicester fans as ever, Jamie is with us, Tom's going to be with us, regular Tom and Chappers is going to be joining us and hopefully we've got a very special couple of guests lined up. As ever, get your views in, get your comments in, I can put them on screen. This is the Fan Zone Show. Yes, welcome as ever. Let's get as many of your comments on screen. Get your questions ready for our special guest tonight. Uh, Sports, so that's Josh, says hello with a little wave. Ross, good evening to you. Matty Bond, how are you? Lorraine, get your views and get your comments in. We want to hear from far-flung foxes. Where are you? Are you in Syston? Are you in Wigston? Are you in Spain? Are you in Australia? We know you're watching from all around, so get your views in. Sean Sarson, how are you? Get your views in and your comments in. Loads to talk about. We don't want to talk about the FIFA 20 match that went on just a couple of hours ago where Chappers was very lucky and I was too busy reading comments and hence why I lost against him. Uh, Auntie Ka- Oh, it's Karen. Sorry, not Auntie Karen. It's Karen from the States. Karen, thanks for watching. Um, Chris Ward is watching. Peter's watching. Um, thank you so much. So many comments coming in already. Gray is watching. Uh, Kevin Chell is watching from Essex. Thanks for that. That's that's the furthest one so far. Gray is in Erdington. Gray, where is Erdington? You'll have to put me right on that. Lorraine is watching in... Um, where is Lorraine? East Earl Shilton. Oh, that's only down the road, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Karen is in New Jersey, USA. Hope you're well over there. Hope everybody is staying indoors and keeping well. I'll keep putting your comments on screen as much as I can. Let's bring Jamie in from the Fox's Arms. Welcome, Jamie. Evening all. I must be the furthest one now. Have to be. Oh, no, you there was are... one from America, weren't there? Yeah. There was one from America. Karen is the watching next all the way from uh, New Jersey. So, Jamie, we've got loads, loads to get in tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us. Introduce You're welcome us. anytime. 
Uh, first of all, well done on jumping in the pool yesterday. Oh, I got soaked. Absolutely soaked it was. But it was good. Enjoyed it. Put a smile on people's face. That's what I like to do. That is exactly what you do like to do. Jamie, you put a smile on my face every time I see your big cheesy grin. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it, Phil. Come on, then. Introduce us to our first guest. We've got two guests, hopefully, tonight, although one we're still We've waiting on. Two... So well, let's start... well, yes. So we'll introduce the first one. The first one, the first one, I think we all know, a big, big Leicester fan. It's Sam Bailey. She won the X Factor in 2013. Uh, and then she went on to get the Christmas number one the same year. Uh, the last few years, she's still been out there. She's been doing a lot of theatre work. Uh, and she's been travelling the world with the music. And uh, and also, she's married to one of my mates. So even more popular. So that's it. So it's Sam Bailey on tonight. Sam Bailey. Let's bring Sam in. Good evening, Sam. Evening. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so evening, much. Sam. How are you? Tonight. Hello, mate. I'm I'm bored out of my mind just sitting here. <laughs> Honestly, it's starting to get really sort of like Groundhog Day um, in our house. <laughs> the kids are loving it though. Like you know, they're they're loving it because every day is fun. You know, because we're we're trying to entertain them. And uh, Craig is doing my absolute Sweden because he's literally missing football so much. Like. I really, really do feel for. I mean, he he goes down the city ground like all the games because I can't go, and he normally takes his mates. And what started off when we first started going to the city games, just me and him, it was our thing. And then he knows. I know he's watching this. He's knows I'm going to tell you this. But I went to a game after <laughs> not going all season, and I went to a game with him, and he stood at the bar over the over the road in the pub and he went this is what we do i went uh, excuse me what we do um i think this was our thing and then went into the ground half time he leaves me to go and meet his mates in the uh, bar for a for a pie and then just left me there so i don't really go a lot now because it's it's not our thing anymore so he goes up there with his mates and, <laughs> yeah i've been made redundant but um, yeah, he's really missing it. Like we we both are. Like football on our t- without football on our TV, it's it's just crazy, it's crazy. I've got Sam. We've got Lee Chapman. Chappers has joined us. There he is, and Tom as well. Free one, free one. Chappers, shut up, shut up, Chappers. We're not. Go on then, Tom. Let's start with you. Have you got a question for Sam? Yeah, you know, X Factors changed your life massively since 2013 when you won it. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you miss your former life in some ways? You know, I know you've become famous from this, but are there times that you think, if I was still doing the job you were in before, do you, you know, do you miss that side of it or not? Um, obviously, people that know know that I was a prison officer before. Um, I miss the people I work with. Um, I think in that job there's like a t- togetherness like everyone's it's like banter when you go to work it's the same with footballers when they go to work in fact I spoke to uh, Becky Vardy today and she said Jamie's really missing being around his mates and stuff like that his football um, team players and uh, it, he's really really struggling with that because obviously and it's the same with me in the prison service um, it's really really difficult to sort of you know I could never go back to be that job. I could never go back to that job um, because for security reasons. But yeah, I do, I do miss it. But um, 
I don't miss my old life. I've got nice holidays now. I've got tan and everything. So, yeah. good. Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> well, what was it like um, performing in, in front of 32,000 Leicester fans? Oh, do you know what? I don't know if anyone remembers on the finals night when uh, Dermot O'Leary said to me, oh, what are you most looking forward to? And I think... <laughs> Out of everything, you know, I'd not seen my kids. I've not been home. Everyone was thinking, oh, you know what she's going to say? She's going to miss her family. I was like, I couldn't wait to go to the Man City game. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the first thing. I can't wait to go to a football match. I can't wait to go to the Man City game. And when I went, it, I, I got to go into the changing rooms. And um, before you go into the changing room, someone shouted in, lady coming in like that. So everyone's supposed to cover up. Well, did they? No. <laughs> you know, I got Craig over talking to Paul Koncheski on the table as he's getting a rub down, and I had more of an eyeful than you can imagine. Um, Thanks for that. And they all found it yeah, we didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what? It, it, it was it was a good laugh, and I, and I had I had such a good day. I was so nervous, and and I don't know if people know this, but like there, there's a rumor going around that I'm a Millwall supporter, and. Uh, <laughs> This all started off years ago um, when I was on the X Factor because I collect football memorabilia. I don't know if anyone's seen the pictures of the football shirts on my house. And Sean yeah. Derry, um, that used to play for Leeds United, he played for Nottingham Forest. Dirty um, Leeds. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine because um, his his wife is a singer and we used to sing together years ago. And and I invited his, um, him and his wife to come to um, the X Factor and uh, he couldn't make it. And he sent a signed Millwall shirt for me and I put it on and went like that. And the next thing you know, I got the most grief I could possibly imagine from all the Leicester fans because they all think I'm this dirty Millwall supporter. But I used to play, I used to play football for Millwall many, many years ago. So I, I was playing for Millwall when Tony Castrino was playing for Millwall. So that just goes to show how long how long ago it was. Bloody but hell. yeah, so I'm I'm not Millwall. Just let this point this out. <laughs> Sam, I've got a question for you from uh, Andy, who's watching. I'm going to put it on screen there. It's probably a very tough question, but he oh. says winning the X Factor. Or Leicester winning the Premier League? I guess oh. he's asking which which oh. of those two. Oh. <laughs> oh. That is a tough beat. Well, do you know what? I'd have to say I'd have to say winning the Premier League because I know how happy it would make my husband <laughs> and it would get him yeah. off my back a little bit. So I'm going to yeah. say winning the Pro Premier League. You know, oh. such that's a great a experience. One. Probably it on Leicester Fan TV. One. That's a safe answer. It's yeah, it's the best answer. Oh dear! I don't want um, to get lynched again. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough grief about this Millwall thing; it's driving me insane. Yeah, to be fair, Ross is backing you up on that, though. Ross is saying here, I'll put it on screen, he says, I remember your so your comment on Soccer M was asked, rather win X Factor or Leicester get promoted and picked Leicester to get promoted, Sam. That was back Thank when you were on Soccer M. Wow. So Thank there you. you are, sticking with the same sort of answer. Proper and that Leicester. <laughs> that was promotion. Uh, somebody on the Facebook group is asking, Sam, what's your favourite piece of memorabilia then? Oh, that's a good Ooh, question. That's a really, really Ooh. good question. Oh, gosh. I've got, um, well, I've actually got the signed shirt from when Leicester won the Premiership. Um, yeah. Which was signed by all the players. But I, I've got I've got two signed Messi shirts, Phil. 
Wow. Oh. I've got two. I've got one in my bedroom. I wake up to Messi every single morning. Craig wakes up to Vardy on his side. <laughs> oh, got Vardy. I've got Messi. And then we've got another Messi one downstairs. And Sounds messy, to be honest. Yeah, two signed Messi shirts I've got, which everyone thinks they're amazing. Out of all the shirts I've got, I've got a signed... Um, Signed Chelsea shirt from uh, John Terry um, and wow. Torres, and then another signed Chelsea shirt. I've got Harry Kane. I've got honestly the amount of shirts I've got is unreal. Um, I need a, an extension on my house just for more shirts. I've got a <laughs> bin liner full of shirts that people have sent me. Some from random clubs like that I didn't even know existed That's as well. Mad. Like and I'm like, cheers, mate. Thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will have them for competitions, Sam, if you don't want them. <laughs> we'll have to Man. send you a shirt out I've got a couple spare you can have one and I'll send it out to you there it's, you go that'd be you good I don't mind that I don't <laughs> yeah. mind that go over to you uh, Jamie have you got a question oh yeah I, when you did the X Factor and you won the X Factor and you've, you must have travelled all around the world a bit where's, where's your favourite place you've ever performed since you've um, won the X Factor oh gosh um, I'd probably say Nashville yeah, Nashville. Are you um, going to be a country and western now, are you? No, no. Um, so the producer of my second album, he lives in Nashville, and um, his name's Steve Dorf. He's written for the like Whitney's, and you've, he's written for the biggest people you could think of, and then me. Um, and um, <laughs> I and then I, um, I I go out every year to see him. In fact, I was supposed to go out on the twenty seventh, the day after us running the London Marathon. Uh, we dodged that bullet, um, <laughs> and then <laughs> we're supposed to be flying out, flying out to uh, to Nashville the next day because I'm I'm recording out there. So, um, and I was supposed to be doing a gig out there on the 28th. It's just the, the most amazing place. I, I'd say to anybody, like, forget Vegas, forget Vegas. Vegas is so overrated. Like when people say they're going to go somewhere that's party haven. I tell you what, Nashville is something else, and it's just so friendly, and everyone's so chilled out there, and petrol is really cheap. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Jamie, guess who is backstage? Yes, yeah. Do you yeah. know who's waiting backstage? He's here. I've is just he? seen him in the private He's chat. Here. Yeah. Guest yeah. number two. He's now here, you can he? introduce him. Now, oh, guest number two. You got you got me on the there, Phil. I was getting a bit excited there for a minute. Well, <laughs> well you should be. Here. We've got pipes we waiting. All, Come on. I know. We all know Big him Matt up. Piper. It, we all know Matt Piper. He's born, he's born in Leicester, so he's definitely 100% one of her own. Unfortunately, he only had 18, goal, he, um, 18 games for Leicester, and he's, he scored the last goal ever, the last league goal ever at Filbert Street. Um, we sold him to Sunderland for three and a half million. I think we were in a bit of a dire straits then, money-wise, and you'll have to ask him. I'm not sure, but I, I, think, he, I think we had to sell him. Uh, to try and get some of the money back. But he went to Sunderland. He had a few injuries at Sunderland. And I think that ended his career. And it ended far too early for our liking. We never saw the best out of him, either with us or at uh, Sunderland. I think you're right. Let's bring him in. Here we go. Matt Piper. Hey. Hey. How are you? How are you doing, everyone? You all right? Yeah, you? All right, Pipes. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. That was a really nice introduction. When you said 18 goals, though, I got my notes a bit mixed up. Then 18 <laughs> goals in one game instead of the other <laughs> way round. <laughs> yeah. 
brilliant. No, I've been backstage for the whole show. I've been enjoying it. It's been good. And you, you finally you finally let me in. Thank We've you. finally spotted you, Pipes. <laughs> uh, Pipes, listen, I've seen Sam has been doing... Sam, you've been doing lots of singing and live have, songs. Yeah. I've, I've been watching them. Pipes, you've been doing your own back garden-like uh, YouTube and video <laughs> stuff. Talk yeah, us through that. Yeah, well, the missus has got me at it, ain't she? Um, <laughs> hey, 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 this is a, this is a PG show. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you put in a bit of pud on then? <laughs> yeah. No, so I was just busy uh, the first two weeks of lockdown doing my social media, making my videos in the back garden with the kids. And I consider that work, but unfortunately, Mrs. Piper don't. So she was like, listen, <laughs> listen, forget all that social media stuff. You've got to get out here and start lifting and shifting in the back garden. So that's what I've been doing the last few days. Brilliant. Sam, is, <laughs> your, is your singing for your own sanity then during the day or is it? Uh... Um, a bit of both, a bit of 50-50, you know. So that's my that's my way of getting stuff off my chest, I suppose. Um, they say music is therapy. Um, so yeah, football therapy, I suppose, for, for people that love football. And um, but for me, I I get to I get to come up here and and just sing crap out songs for a, for a good <laughs> hour and a half. And people at home are, are enjoying them, and they're asking me to sing certain songs. And yeah, it's it's partly for me as well. Um, but at the same time, people seem to like it. I think I had about about ninety ninety something thousand people view the one this afternoon. So. Cool, blimey. Wow. That's more than I <laughs> That's get on good, my that is. videos. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to do a, a collaboration, Pipes, with Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, but something needs to happen. Yeah. Phil, have you shared it on her page so we can get all them viewers coming to watch you? Right. You, know <laughs> you know when you're, you know when you're commentating yeah. with Stringer? Uh, do you have earplugs in when he does the screaming things or what? Because... <laughs> Harry, don't make him a death. <laughs> well, he's so passionate, isn't he? He is. He's, he's passionate, isn't he? He is. He's passionate. He does. He gets right behind it. He gets right behind it. He gets right behind it. But thankfully, I can see Phil with someone now. I have them big cans on. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't hear none of it, really. It just comes through uh, the earphones with me. Why do you wet yourself? You go, so I <laughs> That's why we love him, though, because you want the passion, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. <laughs> I got a question. I got a question well, for you both, actually. Um, and obviously, you're in the commentary box, pipes. But usually, if you weren't in the commentary, where's your favourite place to sit in the KP? And you, and you, Sam, as well. Well, you go first. That's a good question. <laughs> She's got to think about it. Um, well, <laughs> I, did have, I did have a seat just behind the home dugout. It wasn't okay. my seat, it was Ooh. a friend's seat, but he had a few season tickets there. So when some some people that he normally takes can't go, I used to sit there and it was that was a brilliant view. You know, sort yeah. of down pitch level. Um, so probably there. I've sat in the family stand a couple of times with the kids. That was good yeah. as well. But I've got to say, and I don't want to rub it into anyone, but that commentary position is one of the best <laughs> views in the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing a good but, job there as well, mate. Pipes, oh, yes, mate. you are. Used to be a double decker boy, didn't you? Though back in as a kid. Yeah, back in the day, uh, double decker. That's where most of the um, academy kids used to sit back in them times. And I think I've taught, said that on your show before. Yeah. The Arsenal three-three when Walshy scored that unbelievable equaliser. Um, I got I got punched in the face by a Leicester fan. 
Yeah. I remember you telling me about that on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, incredible. I had my Leicester kit on and everything, and I was cheering all the Leicester goals, but when Bergkamp scored that goal yeah, that's right. Elliot, he yeah. never likes me. He never likes me bringing this story up, old Elliot, because he got done a treat, didn't he? <laughs> <by Bergkamp. laughs> but when Bergkamp scored that goal, just because I'm a football fan, first yeah, and foremost, it I was stood great. up and, I, and I, I clapped that goal. And then this guy must have just had eyes on me from then. So when, when Walsh scored that equaliser, he clambered up about five rows and knocked me out. <laughs> just, you know, you've not heard that, Sam. No, you've not heard of that. <laughs> you've no, never met him again. Never heard that. That's barbaric. Wow. You sure it weren't a Millwall game? Uh, <laughs> 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 you no, know, no. When I was a kid, I used to live just off the old Kent Road, and me and my brothers used to get a bag of watsits and a and a, and a pack of Rolos and sit at the end of the street to the, watch the fights on a Saturday. True story. Yeah, <laughs> you had nothing better to do. Not the football, the fights. <laughs> the fight. I, have, I went to the old <laughs> den once. Went to the old den once as a Leicester fan, um, way back in the days, and it was a very. I I was naive. I wore a Leicester shirt that day and walked around. It was one of the scariest days of my life. To be fair, going down to the old <laughs> mill. So scary. Yeah. It's so scary. Like... Chappers, just where, where is your favourite place to sit in the King Power? Then, like Chappers, question. Um, so we've moved a little bit. So every single year, like Craig will go, I think we should move. I think we should sit somewhere else. Now I have to say, there's a lovely lady. The last last year we were sat at uh, the last season. Um, we call a clapper woman. She's probably watching this. <laughs> she's got the clapper. She's from, I think she's from Oxford. So if she's watching, hello. But she would get very very close to my cheek when she was doing this. Yeah. So whenever I could go, they used to draw straws to see who was going to sit next to Clapper Woman because she really, really got overexcited with Clapper and she nearly had my eye out a few times. And no one wants to sit next to her because even when the players ain't even on the pitch, she's there like that. With like, they're having tea and sandwiches back in the dressing room. What are you doing? So, yeah, she, she was lovely. So she's watching Hello. But Craig's now um, halfway line opposite the dugout now. So he's about row D. So... I don't like it sitting there, even though it, it it's too low for me. Like I mean, I'm not the I'm not a professional footballer. I used to play, but I like to watch the shape of a game from a little bit higher up, so I can kind of see. Because where's like Rodi, you can't really see the shape of the game. I like to be able to see as if you're playing a FIFA game and you can see all the players and where they're dotted. The higher up you go, you can see that. And but sitting next to Craig is is not the best at times because he gets a little bit um, frustrated, if you would say the better word. But yeah, he's he's quite rowdy. I want to sit up in the prawn cocktail end with the leather seat. You know? <laughs> you're just Craig's you're all like posh. You are. Know? After winning the X Factor, I was going up there all the time. Like they were inviting me up there and everything, and going in and having cups of tea. That but, was fierce, uh, Craig's like, oh, I've got to wear a suit Stop. again. You know, I want to go and sit and wear my Leicester top. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that. So, so yeah, we moved, and I'm not allowed to go up there anymore. So, but, um, yeah. Well, it, we're, we're OD halfway line. So. Awesome. I think there's only there's only one real place to watch the games from, and that I've always watched it from behind the goal. Um, and the best yeah. place is the cop, or I, I yeah. do sit in the family stand now with the kids. Pipes, that's leading me back into standing in the cop at Filbert Street 
watching your goal go in in that last game. I, I know it's something that you, you play down, but it is up there as legendary status with Leicester fans' pipes. Yes, yep. it, it is. You know, Definitely. I know you. we've heard you on the radio say, no, 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 I'm not having it. But for most Leicester fans, it's right up there in their top top moments. And it was a great a great day, even though we were getting relegated that season, to see you do it. We are all on the pitch at the end. Talk us through your brief memories of it. Well, you was all on the pitch at the end, nicking all the seats and the yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got one downstairs, pipes. <laughs> uh, that's in his garden. Yeah, that's one thing that I wish I had done after the game. It was sort of a blur <laughs> that day. I wish I had. I wish I had took something to have a memory from that game. All I got what, really in the end. Nick a yeah, seat like the rest of us did. I should have took a spade with me and took a bit of that bit of that turf up. I could have planted it at home. But yeah. it was sort of building up to that game because it was it was quite a big moment for me because I've said this before as well, but I was I was sort of playing in the Premier League at that time for Leicester on like <laughs> 375 quid. And yeah. I was in contract negotiations with um, Dave Bassett and Mickey Adams. And Dave Bassett called my old man down there and he said, you ain't getting, you ain't getting what you want. I think I asked for something like four grand. I wanted four grand a week at the time. I was on 375 quid and Dave Bassett said, he called me in and he said, listen, why do you think you're worth that? You've not even scored a Premier League goal yet. And like, this was literally four days before the Tottenham game, right at the end of the season. So we came out of the office and my old man said, listen, make sure you score in that Tottenham game at the weekend. So I was more thinking about that rather than it being the last game at Filbert Street. And that's why, if you see me, when I scored the goal, I, point to, I pointed up to the Carlin stand. And that's where my mum, my dad and my brother were sitting just to say to my old man, I scored for you. So you should have, you were going like this to them, like, I'm going to get the money, I'm going to get the money, Pipes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but in, in, the, in the end, uh, I, went in, I went in and Dave Bassett said, oh, well done for scoring. I said, yeah, you're going to sort the contract out now. And, and it, it still didn't get what I wanted. But Dave Bassett was a wily old fox. He knew how long I'd been at the club. He knew that I didn't want to, you know, move on or leave. So basically, whatever they put in front of me, I was going to sign. Jamie, over to you. Yeah, I'll just say that I'm glad you've mentioned your dad because I was speaking to, I think we all know Jim from the club this afternoon, Jim Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he works Jim's with his dad a... down the club, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a top lad. But he said to me, he said to me, Pipes, ask, ask you, why has your dad got such a shiny head? He said it's the most shiniest head he's ever got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I wish, I wish that gene didn't run in the family. That's why, I wear, that's why I always wear hats. <laughs> Looks like Mr. Sheen's been round our house. But um, no, he's a, he, he has not, not like my, my hair still grows, but it's like just thin in certain places. So I keep it bold and I wear a hat. Um, but my old man's hair, since about 40, it just fell out and never come back. Because for 10 years, I used to say to him, Do you shave your head every morning? And he said, no, I don't shave it all. It just don't grow. And it, it's, it is one of the shiniest heads. Jim, Jim's right. It, it, it was the way Jim said it. It sounds like they were having a bit of a bromance. Oh, ask Pipes about his dad's shiny head because it's the most shiny. I thought, Jim, I can't ask him that. He says, go on, ask him for me. Well, He's that's it. Man. I can go now. I've got that question in. I'm going to go now. <laughs> don't mind it. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie. <laughs> I know. 
I'm only here I for the it. laughs. I'll, I'll bring him up and tell him, Jim, I that. Yeah, oh, yeah. He'll have yeah, Jim next I would time do. he sees him. <laughs> right, let, should we have a look at oh. the fans' questions? Yes, absolutely. Give me a chance. I'm just pulling them up, chappers. It's a great idea. Um, getting lots and lots of comments on questions on here. Um, Graham is saying, we love you, Matt Piper. That's great. Kerry is saying, great memories from Filbert Street. Um 3-3 against Arsenal was one of the best games at Filbert Street, Raj. I'll tell you what, I'm going to work off that one. I'm going to start with you, Sam. What was what was your best ever Leicester game, Sam, in your memory? Oh, gosh. Um, I would probably have to say the game that was played when they got promoted um, because it was, it was such a... A, a big game for everybody and like I mean for me there's two there was one where um, Leicester wasn't even playing it was um, I think it was Tottenham Chelsea and it was the last game of the season and I was on no it wasn't it was the game that decided whether Leicester won the league and I yeah. was on stage in the musical Chicago and I, there was three flights of stairs in the backstage dressing room at this theatre. And I kept on running upstairs in between scenes to listen to the score and running back down again. <laughs> and the conductor for, our, for Chicago, the musical, is a Leicester fan. So at the end of the show, he's doing the last <laughs> bit at the end of the show. And I'm not on now. I've just come on from a bow at the end. And I'm in the wings going, and then when you do your bows at the end you're supposed to they come on in order and you're supposed to sort of like literally come on and do like a little bow or something everyone had their own thing i just literally went to the front of the stage and went come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was that was insane that was the most greatest feeling i couldn't wait to ring my husband and talk to him but the last game of the season where everyone went on the pitch after when they got promoted was was pretty special special for me because we all had a massive party afterwards and there was a party upstairs and we was invited to that as well and it was it was incredible such a such a great atmosphere Pipes, I'm going to ask you the same question. Now, this could be when you were playing or watching. Obviously, you're commentating now. What, or, or even one you watched when you were like younger as a kid. What, what's down? What's sort of in the top couple of games for you, Pipes? Well, I've got a few. So, so obviously, the last game at Philbert Street. That was yep. that was just an amazing day. Um, but one that I liked equally as much as that when I was playing was the. I don't know if people will remember it. We lost one nil to Man U. Um, in that yeah. season, and it meant we got relegated. It was the it was the game we needed to. I think we needed to win. Um, Dave Bassett's last know, game before Mickey Adams took over. Before Mickey Adams that? took over, and um, that game was amazing because we're getting relegated. Mm. We were losing. We were playing okay, yeah. but we were losing, and literally the whole of Filbert Street were just singing from start to finish. And mm. as a footballer, people say you don't hear what's going on in the stands, but when it's, when it's that loud and when it's that intense and the, the mood was like felt joyous, mm. um, even though we were I going think, down and relegated. I think if I remember rightly, about the 85th minute of that game, everyone just stood up and started applauding. It, yeah, was, it, was, amazing. it was unbelievable. 
everyone just literally everyone stood up and started clapping. Even you, though yeah. we weren't playing that well, everyone it was it was such an atmosphere, it was untrue. I've never felt a I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it now. But I remember being there and clapping. Yeah, and then Mickey and Adams went on a four game unbeaten run. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it felt like on the pitch. Um you had goosebumps on the pitch as a player and I thought this is some kind of amazing crowd to be doing this when we're getting relegated. So so they're the two when I was playing. The ones when I've been in the stand was the Everton game. I was I, I was actually up in um, the gallery restaurant for that game and I had my kids there and um, I don't know, when Bocelli came on and started yeah. singing, I was just crying. And I, oh, yeah. I could I, like I don't normally cry at things like that, you know, sad movies or kind of things like that. But when Bocelli was singing and the crowd were just singing, it was just unbelievable. That that is probably my most favourite favourite game that I've ever yeah. been to. I agreed. I agreed. Go on, Tom. Yeah, I've just got a couple of questions for Pipes. Uh, you were at the club under Martin O'Neill when you were coming through the ranks and you said before he used to come down and watch the youth team train. He left the club and I think his last game he beat Brad for 3-0. Matt, Matt Elliott scored two and Cotty, who I think was a great finisher, scored one. Taylor yeah. came in and changed philosophy, I think, a little bit in the way we played. And mm. we started off well and then up to the Wick and Wanderers game where it all fell apart. From then on, his tenure went down the pan. Where do you think mm. it all went wrong for him? And the second question I'm going to ask you is what happened at Monday Night Football between Trevor Benjamin and Stan Collymore? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I weren't there. <laughs> no, I was there. That's, that's um, same as a no comment answer. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll give you an answer on it. Uh, the first one, Peter Taylor. Um, Peter Taylor was a brilliant coach. He, he was a really good coach. And I was in and around the first team at the time that he was at the football club. Um, he was a very good coach. I don't think he, he he was a brilliant manager. I think he tried to be everyone's mate. So so at a football club, normally you have the manager, obviously, who sort of doesn't get too close to players. He, he, he can put his arm around players and, and boost players up at times, but he needs to keep a certain separation so that when he does come down on you, um, that has an effect. Peter Taylor didn't do that. He was literally best mates with everyone. Like all the players he was best mates with. So he never really, for me, was a good number one and didn't didn't hold that position very well. And I think as he moved forward in his career after Leicester, I think you've seen that. And when he was a number two, he was always better. He always seemed a number two to me. And more of a Shakespeare than a Nigel Pearson. Um, everyone loves the number two and that's where he fell down for me and then your second question um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sorry Pipes I, I have to laugh I'm waiting it's the only question I want to listen to no, this is going to be good well it's a good one I mean um, come on <laughs> okay so Stan if, ever, if it was a it was a reserve game and there's quite a lot of people there and I was injured shock horror so I wasn't in the team <laughs> but but I was there I was in the uh, I was in the dressing room in the changing room and what happened was they were coming off the pitch and in that game and Trev don't mind me talking like this because I've said it before and at a, at a um, sort of pub night I was doing and Trev was in there and he was laughing at the story as well but basically 
Stan Collymore that night, I think it was Chelsea, it was Chelsea yeah. um, at Filbert Street reserve game and Stan played sort of number 10, sort of James Madison kind of position and literally he played like Zidane. He was pulling the ball out the sky and he was linking play really well. Unbelievable footballer Stan Collymore. And he was putting Trev in again and again and again and especially in the first half of that game because the incident happened at half-time. Yeah. You know the little family stand, the old family stand? Obviously, it was still high, but it's not as what the family stand is now. And literally, no. Trev must have lost about 45 balls in the first half <laughs> over the stand. So basically, when, when we're walking in at half-time, Stan was sort of coming in behind Trev and he was in the tunnel and Stan... Everyone was going up to him, said, That's the most unbelievable half of football I've ever seen anyone play. And he said, Yeah, it's all right, me playing this well, but I keep putting it on a plate for him and he keeps smashing it all over Filbert Street <laughs> like that. So Trev took offense to that. They had an argument in the tunnel. It carried on into the dressing room. And then let's just say Stan ended up on his back. <laughs> because Trev. Trev was, um, he was sort of training in jiu-jitsu at the time. And if you've ever seen, I mean, both of, them, both of them are huge fellas, 15, 16 stone each and six foot three, six foot four. Um, but it, it weren't much of a fight. Trev just dealt with him in seconds. And then they got split apart. I was the one, Gary Parker was the manager at the time. Peter Taylor was in the stands as the manager. I had to run upstairs to get Peter Taylor. And while I was gone to fetch Peter Taylor to bring him back down, they had been separated and put in different rooms. Stan had decided to not adhere to that, ran down to the room Trev was in. A, another big scuffle happened. We all opened the door and Stan was on the floor again. Does <laughs> <laughs> oh, that answer your question, Jay oh, Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That beats oh, my question, yeah. I was yeah. looking forward to that. That's a better Listen. answer than you're hoping for, isn't it, Jamie? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a classic way to end tonight's show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Sam, what have you got planned for the next few days, then, to entertain the kids and everybody? <laughs> Meh. <laughs> Meh. Not a lot. Meh. Make it up as we go along. Um, well, I've set up the Xbox in my bedroom, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> Hey, you can join the FIFA tournament on here then. I know I'm no good at none of that. I'm no good. No good. Oh, and I know you wanted to ask me who my favourite player is. Yes, go on. So, my favourite player at Leicester was Paul Dickoff. Ah. Oh, yeah. Come on then. Tell us why. I was a massive. Well, because I was. I started going to see Leicester play at the beginning of 2002, I think, because I moved up here and met my husband in 2002. And then literally I was told, you either support Leicester or you're not. not <laughs> yeah. oh. um, so he started taking me to games and everything. And, um, you know, and I think it was Steve Howard. I used to really enjoy going. Stevie Howard. Steve. Oh. I'm sorry. Steve Howard's legs, which are pretty sensational. I used to love watching uh, football, and I was like, "Oh my god, Steve Howard's legs!" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh. um, Paul Dickoff, only because uh, I see a bit of Vardy in him as
if someone can't get the ball, he'll just come straight in and sort of say, I'm having that, you know, he just he just went in hard and, and that's what I liked about Paul Dickoff. He just didn't he didn't stop until he got the ball. But um yeah, my favourite player. Fox and Brilliant. Fox. Sam, thanks Definitely. so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I don't know if yep. you can still hear us, Sam, but thank you very much. Cheers, I can't actually hear any of you. I'm That's not. Go anyway. Well, we're going to wave. <laughs> we'll... See you soon. Love you. See you, Bye. Sam. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye, Sam. So that's Sam gone. Pipes. Will you? Can we get you back on a, again another day and have more banter and chat about Leicester as well? Of course you can. If you're not too busy. No, no. I, I was I was waiting in the in the back in the backstage. Right? I see. You lot didn't let me in. Hang on, we've not even asked parts what he wants about the, the season. You know, do we do we want it finishing? Do we oh, yeah. are we scrapping it? Come on, then. It, well, Come it on, has parts. to be finished for me. It has to be finished. Yeah. Obviously, when it's safe to do so, um it's so difficult because obviously you don't want Premier League players getting press, you know, special treatment on the testing and where they're going to stay. And if there was any injuries that happened, bad injuries, is there going to be enough space in hospitals and all these questions? But I think yeah. at some point, even I would say, even if it's after Christmas, when we get a, a schedule back together for the Premier League, I would wow. still finish the previous yeah. season. I really would. Really? And then sort that out far? Next I would. And then I'd sort out next season um, as it goes on. Yes, it makes more sense, Pipes. We talked about this last week. Um, it makes more sense to finish this season whenever this season finishes than than finish this one and with no results and then start another one. Yeah, I just think. Uh, listen, Liverpool are going to win it, ain't they? But you know the the Champions League spots, the Europe spots. Yeah. Who gets relegated? Who's promoted? Yeah. I just think this season should be done. And then we look at next season and how we can fit that in until we can, you know, get back to a normal kind of schedule. Yeah, it would be a shame if Leicester didn't get the Champions League because of obviously the profits that Leicester got that season when we were in it to compare to the following year. The profits were down by something so stupid like 80 million or something. So it will be a, a big you know, loss if we don't get the Champions League spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, it would. And... Um... I just think it makes more sense to do it that way. I think Leicester, you know, the way they've performed this year is... Is that, is that at my house? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it's ours. For the mess I've made, they've come... guarded. <laughs> the police on me. Doors knocking on your door, Matt. <laughs> no, this, this, is what, this is what they do every night. I'll show you. Hold on. Oh, oh we get it all here on Leicester Fan TV. Oh, wow. They've come to shut you down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good grief. My word. What you done? Hold on a minute. What have you done, no, Damon? This is what, what you done. <laughs> this is, nothing. This is what the police do to, uh, for the lockdown over here to say thank you for staying in and stuff like that and helping us out. Wow. Ah. So the police go round about eight o'clock at night, eight, eight nine o'clock at night over here, and they uh, say th it's like a thank you for helping us out and staying in and trying to get this <laughs> lockdown sorted. 
<laughs> Andy Meadows just thought it's a space, Spanish equivalent of the Saffron Lane. <laughs> it probably is, actually. It probably is, actually. <laughs> but what they, what they do, though, they put, they put the roots out where they're going to go. So all the coppers are around here, but then all the burglaries happen in the other part of the resort where they're not going to be. There's no coppers on duty. <laughs> that tickled me there. <laughs> right, listen, chaps. Thanks again for joining us, Matt. Uh, we'll definitely get you on again if we can do. Yeah, any time, chaps. No problem. <laughs> Cheers, keep Matt. safe and keep doing those YouTube Cheers, videos. Matt. Thank you. Entertaining us. No, I will do, mate. Thanks a lot. Watch out for the spiders. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Yeah, keep, keep up the good oh, work. Oh, by Matt. the way, by the way, that spot that was good acting from me. I, I don't mind spiders, actually. That was, a, that was an act. His nose grows a couple of inches as he says that. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, chaps. Brilliant. Cheers, Matt. Cheers, Thank you, Matt. Cheers, Cheers, Matt. Take care. Hey, thanks, Matt. Bye. And thanks to everybody else who's joined us. Thanks to Jamie. Thanks to uh, Tom and Chappers. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks. And uh, I'm going to let those guys go. And most of all, thanks to you guys for getting in all your comments in there. Kerry says goodbye to Pipes. Uh, Sharon says she enjoyed that tonight. Uh, Stephen says we need them in Leicester talking about the uh, police that are going by. Jamie's, obviously. Um, thanks for all your comments this evening. Uh, I've tried to get a few of them in. I know I didn't get so many in tonight. It's been busy having six people in here and trying to run it all. But thanks for all your comments and for all your views. Thanks as ever for the guys who help us out with the equipment and the sponsoring and that. Thanks, of course, to Sam Bailey and Matt Piper for joining us. This is Leicester Fan TV. My name's Phil and this is the Fan Zone Show. Thanks, everybody, for watching again. If you're watching on Twitter and Periscope, if you can retweet this or give us a little love heart, that would be appreciated. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to Leicester Fan TV or give us a like on that or pass a comment on. And, of course, if you're on Facebook or the Facebook group, give us a like, give us a share. And we'll see you, hopefully, this Thursday with more guests and more fan chat. From me, Phil, Leicester Fan TV, keep safe and stay indoors. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.